Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fuel Geek Podcast. Uh, today I got Mike. What's up? Tristan. Howdy. And Daniel. Howdy. And we have a two-parter episode today. Uh, first half, we're going to talk about um, one of our very own members, Austin Janowski, has uh, released a comic book, which is super exciting. We all uh, were lucky enough to get a, um, you know, a sneak peek at it and we want to review that. In the second half, we're going to talk about some conventions since convention season is in full swing. But let's get started with the review because um, I, I want to say I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I read it and uh, I thought it was really good. Um, the I thought the art was fantastic. Um, but what do you guys think? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I thought the story was good. Um, the, I guess you would say the mythology of the story, uh, was very good. Um, the art was really good. Uh, there was a few things, uh, with the, I guess, uh, the grammar, grammar, yeah. Writing. And the writing that, you know, can be fixed. Uh, but overall, I think, like I said, the story, it, it moves forward in a good pace and keeps you entertained. So without giving spoilers, um, why don't y'all kind of give you know the listeners a a taste of what it's about? It's it's basically uh, it's a very religious book to start off, just to like forewarn you. Um, but I don't want to say it's like religious. Uh, I think it has religious. It's, it's got it's religious like tones. Themes. It's got like Christian tones and themes yeah. that are kind of throughout the book. Um, yeah, but it does involve like werewolves and vampires and demons and all that sort of thing. Guardian angels. Yeah, guardian angels. Um, so basically it, it's about, I mean, it's called divine retribution. So you get thrown into this world where people have, um, their own guardian angels and they, you know, they, they're, I, I think they're basically, um, supposed to just guide you, but they can't directly interfere. And, um, at some point, one of the guardian angels has their, you know, their person killed um, without, you know, too many spoilers or whatever. And it kind of follows them. It follows, like, the demons on Earth. There are vampires and several other monsters. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't think it's overly religious. I think that it just uses some religious aspects, um, but in a good way. And I like the writing. I thought the pace, like Mike said, the pace was really good. Um, it's one of those books for me that I want to see what happens next. Um, I think that, you know, I'm going to be picking up this series. Yeah, I, um, I grew up, uh, not to get too much into, like, the religious thing, but I grew up Catholic, so I do enjoy, you know, the religious themes to it, because I enjoy that sort of mythology. You know, we always talk about mytholo- Greek mythology, and the tales of Greek mythology, like with Thor and Odin and, and whatnot. So it's interesting to see... Uh, different mythology for it and I like the idea that it did have the guardian angels because everybody has a guardian angel assigned to them that you can choose to listen to or not and so this story the way that he involves the guardian angels is that you know like Tony said that they can't get directly involved so they guide you they you know they use their divine intervention of um, their talking to you and only you can hear them you can only hear your guardian angel they can talk amongst themselves but you can only hear yours so it's pretty interesting i mean i'm assuming that's how it's going to unfold 
but it's really it was really interesting to, to see them used as opposed to normally you would see the archangels you know like michael the archangel for y'all that don't know he's the one that defeated satan and sent him down um so he's going to sh- apparently show up later in the story so it's it's going to have that mythology to it and i i like i said i, I like the, the story it was very very interesting to see I think my only my only real issue was some of the some of the edits to I guess like the grammar yeah you know some of the words I think might have been misspelled and stuff like that definitely but, but I do think I'll say this like the art was really good for the a, art is fantastic for an indie book like that um so I I think that because it's not a major publisher and uh you know our member Austin Janowski is doing this um with the help of some a few other people I think that, you know, putting it all together is, I mean, that's highly commendable. That's I, awesome. I could not yeah. do that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, doing, you know, your dream and making a comic book. And, I mean, who else is on it? Mike has the... Uh, of course, it's uh, created, plotted, and written by Austin Janowski. Uh, written by Rachel Dunn. The uh, pencils are by Vincenzo Marco Giuliani. Yeah, um, I'm not going to attempt it. Yeah. Uh, Giuliani, no. <laughs> uh, Roberta and Granada, uh, the colors Jason Smith, lettered by Taylor Esposito. Uh, yeah, we're sorry if we butchered anybody's yeah. name. Yeah, Armor Concept Uko Smith. Um, but I mean, getting you know, getting something like this put together is it's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, I think I, agree with that. I mean, I think a majority of you out there listening have probably at one point wanted to do your own comic book, and. Austin went out and he did it. And yeah. that goes into it for sure. That's freaking awesome. And, I mean, he's he's in Feel the Geek. So, of course, you know, we love, you know, pushing up our members and showing that we love them and and just being happy for, you know, the success. Yeah. And I liked it. I, I think I would give it a, I think I would give an A and I would recommend it. I'm definitely looking forward to the next issue. I, um... Uh... I want to go back to the art. What he did with the art, or I guess it's a, a team effort, what they did with the art, um, the way that they drew the angels was very bright and vibrant and positive. And, of course, you know, the way that they did the uh, demons and vampires and zombies and, and whatnot was, you know, on the dark side. So it was really neat to see um, as a story, you know, the light and the dark, you know, the yeah. heaven and hell. So it was. Uh, That's a it good was really, Yeah, it was a really yeah, good. Everybody dynamic. has their like personal demons versus guardian angels. That's a yeah. that's a really good point because I didn't even think about like a that's like a subtle, like subtle nods to let the reader know like these are the good guys these, these are, are the, the bad you guys. know these are the bad guys and I mean even if you know like, the good guy and bad guys you know even if they walk you know the line or whatever you know you still you know you can root for who you want to root for and it's it's kind of a clear you know clear. Well, and that's the the thing with the guardian angel is that they can guide you, and us as humans are given at birth the choice. Choice, yes, the the power of choice. Whether we listen, choose to listen to the angel or the devil, and I know my angel probably at times is like that meme of Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette. <laughs> you know, he's like, "What are you doing?" You know, but ultimately, you know, they're our protector and, you know, and the, the light. And so to see their dynamic do that was really cool. 
So what would you give it, Mike? Uh, I'd give it an A. I definitely want to want to keep reading it, keep seeing where they go with the story. Like I said, I'm big into the the mythology, the Christianity, you know, as opposed to you know the, the other types of mythology. So it's definitely up my alley. I'll definitely keep reading. I would I would tell everyone to pick it up, give it a try. I mean, you like it or you don't. I liked it. What about you, Tristan? Yeah, I, I would say A minus just because of the grammar, because that was the first thing that just like, <laughs> in my in my head, like I was just like, I need to fix this. I need to fix this. <laughs> yeah. What about you, but Dan? everything else, great. I mean, it was a great story overall. So well, good. Uh, definitely, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep reading this. It's kind of up my alley. I like supporting local. I like supporting anyone who's just trying to chase their dream. One thing I like, and I think maybe any everyone here in this room can agree, is. I think one thing that's great about comics is it's just really good storytelling. And I think while a book like this is rough around the edges, the storytelling is amazing. And to me, it's like it shows that like you don't have to be a Marvel or a DC to be a good storyteller. Yeah. Or even an yeah, image think, or boom I think studio. if you like look now, I mean, so, I Image think and all of them are like really... Yeah, hot. I mean, I also have to say that um, if anyone has ever tried writing a comic book, it's not easy. It is yeah. like it. It always seems like oh, I could do that, but if you sit there and try to make well, dialogue for characters, that's hard. Well, yeah. everybody has an idea or a concept for a book, but turning that idea or concept into a panel after panel with dialogue, the people don't think about the dialogue. I mean, you've got to fill the the pages with you know, yes. not just your yeah, story. You got to yeah. You got to create an idea for a story, but it's like putting all the other extra. You're creating the personalities. These character. You're creating these characters' personalities. You're your world building yep. and it's not easy yeah and you know i actually you know like we said everybody's got a dream to put on paper so that's the great thing about indie books like this is you know he, he was able to put his dream on paper and we're able to read it and enjoy it and, you know yeah. sometimes some of the best stories are independent that's true well, all right guys let's move on to the second part because i know that uh um we've been talking about this for some time we've been wanting We've been wanting to um, do a uh, an episode talking about comic convention experiences, and now that you know con season is in full swing, and we went to our big you know big in town Houston. We we were in Houston, so our big uh, show was Comic Palooza this past weekend, and we all have crazy stories. Me and Mike have been to San Diego, and we've yeah. had some crazy stories. Start. Let's start. Let's start recent since we're talking on the topic of Comic Palooza. Anything happen crazy for y'all? At Comic Palooza, yeah, this year anything interesting? Anything oh, you know? th- so this year, um, or just anything cool too? Anything like you're like, oh, that was a cool cosplay or something? I mean, there's always great. Yeah. So H- Houston is, um, I mean, it's not really a lot of people usually talk about this, but Houston's cosplay scene is really good. Yeah. I mean, they have anime Matsuri and those. I hope I said that right. The cosplayers there are always amazing, but the the cosplay community is a great community we have cindy she's in the group she's a you know she's really in, into the scene and so co- comic Palooza always has great like great cosplay and i think they had a they had a cosplay contest saturday night i believe, I believe yeah um so i saw yeah i saw a bunch of great cosplay i liked i liked this year's show and i only went for a day but um you could you could feel like the good energy everybody was Everybody ready to be out. Everybody needed it. Yeah. Everybody needed the the outlet to get out and 
thanks, Tony, for get, trying to get my book signed. Well, I mean, I wasn't able to get it signed, but you still got it signed. So we're glad, you know, yeah. thanks to Gerardo and... Geeks uh, open geeks. Yeah, and that, uh, I was able to go to Comic Palooza Saturday uh, with the sole intention of meeting Dr. Britt Baker, D.M.D. And I met her. She was such a sweetheart. Uh, I had a uh, inscription that I wanted her to sign for me on, on the photo, and uh, I kind of made it up. Uh, I pieced a, together a few of her uh, promos that she did. Well, they did a promo before COVID when she was in Austin, and she made the line, I'm seeing a lot of chubby, I'm seeing a lot of confused chubby Whataburger faces in this crowd. <laughs> and when she said that, boom, I fell in love with that. I was like, this chick is awesome. So I had her right on there. And she also calls herself the role model. Not to be confused with Bailey from WWE is also the role model, but she, I had her sign it um, to Mike, the role model for your chubby Whataburger face. And she did it. <laughs> That's awesome. So I love that. Yeah, I got to, to meet her, and I also got a picture with her. And she was just... Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It was just, she was just a sweetheart the entire time. The wrestling people always seem to be, for the most part, the most part, they always seem to be really great with their fans. That's what we do this stuff, right? That's what we hope for is like, you know, we're kind of nerds and we just want to interact with something that we nerd out about. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, also and have too, a positive experience. Also, too, because it's the, the right atmosphere. Uh, I mean, you hear stories about wrestlers just like anybody else. If you catch them in an airport, they may not be having the best day or, or what have you. So they may not be the nicest. But in this setting, generally, like Tony said, they... Most people don't have a bad word to say about them, so you know it, it's good to be in that setting rather than interrupting their dinner and trying to get a picture with them because I can never I can never do that. Yeah, That's just because you don't weird. have the decency of being a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did, but I stopped myself. I did too. I I saw Herschel from The Walking Dead one time, uh-huh. um, eating at a like an outdoor market with like I don't know some a friend or a family member, and I was with some friends, and one of my friends was wanted to go you know get a picture and i'm like he's he's eating lunch just let the man have lunch you know but well yeah i mean overall like i said comic palooza was a major hit for me just for the dr Britt baker d and <laughs> d so what about you tristan any crazy fun or uh, you know just crazy not adventures really, no crazy adventures you know i like to listen to the people who've been there before me so I kind of try and avoid like the bad experience people like Rob Liefeld I've heard and some I mean, other names. I mean, they so. don't have to be bad experiences. Just cra- I no, mean, we've really... had crazy experiences that weren't bad. They were just... Yeah, no, they just, just turn into funny stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, the coolest... Well, I'll say this. Like uh, one time, I think it was at Comic Palooza, Cameron Big Condova from Gotham. She uh, drove by in the golf cart and uh, my friend was like wearing Catwoman like leggings or something. And she was like, oh, my God, I love those leggings. And she stopped the cart and everything. It was pretty cool. She is so pretty. Yeah. That's and, the one that plays Catwoman? Yeah. yeah. They and got them. They did, yeah. That was great casting because she looks like a young Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. yes. And yes. Uh, that, was, that, that was on point. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Compulous is really good for that. These big shows are always really good for catching celebrities kind of like on the fly, randomly. I mean, didn't Mike? Didn't y'all run into somebody smoking a cigarette one time outside of a convention? Was no, it? we ran into Seth Jim Green. Lee. 
No, I thought y'all saw Seth Green or. Oh no, that wasn't me. Oh. Uh, but Jim D is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One uh, one year we were in Dallas. Uh, it was me, uh, Bob from NOA. Shout out Bob, uh, Eric Hernandez, uh, a couple other people I think, and we happened to see Jim Lee, um, Greg Capullo, Dan Didio, and Snyder. All at a bar. How are they all allowed to be in the same room together? If they die, Batman dies. (laughs) So funny story about that. I they they don't all fly on the same plane. I hope they they were all in the hotel uh, restaurant right before close eating, and we were waiting for them to come out. So I wanted to go and make sure that they were in there. So I went in to use quote unquote the bathroom, and I just walking and I looked to my right and it was like Dave Chappelle doing. Eric James with the aura. I saw them all at this table and I saw their aura. It's like the and, Jesus photo. Yes, exactly. Someone give me a piece of paper. And now. Yeah. Sketch I, me something. It, I stopped for a second, but I had to keep going because I didn't want them to kick me out or whatever, or, you know, do anything like that. So I kept going to the bathroom, but I literally stopped for a second and I thought I heard uh, angels and choirs in the background. <laughs> that's a, that's like a dream that's team. That's crazy story. I mean, yeah. just imagine like being at that table with them or something. That bomb. Yeah, so they came out and we got pictures with all of them. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really really neat experience. And all of those guys are, like the ones I've met, like Jim Lee's awesome in person. And uh, he was a little bit liquored up. They were all a little bit liquored <laughs> up, so that helps. That, that helps for sure. What about you, Daniel? Have you had any crazy, awesome, or bad experiences? Uh, I had a pretty cool hangout with Kate's, waiting in line to get his signature. Nice. I think something had happened, and they're waiting, and we're just kind of like, I'm just like, I don't know, he just casually like turns, he's like, have you seen the new Venom movie? I'm like, yeah, it was alright. Like, just talk, like, just start Casually, yeah, he just kind of <laughs> just starts shooting the breeze, he's like, oh, oh, were you get yeah, I like that book too. And that's why I wrote it, you know, I was like, he's just, like, he's just <laughs> hockey, man, like. Or, what show was that? That was at Fan Expo in 2019. Nice. Like something happened and we were all waiting and I was first in line so it was kind of like he's just kind of like bored and he's just like <laughs> nice so uh, right before the he pandemic he explained to me that because I was like so how does like when you write like Cosmic Ghost Rider like what is he supposed to sound like because he's not Frank Castle and then he's just like <laughs> he's like think Bill Murray <laughs> 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 just like that totally clicked for me yeah, I know um, one time me and Tony, I think he might have been in Houston, got to hang out with Michael Chiklis for about 10, 15 minutes because nobody was in his line. And uh, The Shield. Yes, Vic Mackey. Nice. And not the, the, thing. Not the, the thing. thing. Not the Thing. Not the Thing. No, he, no, he will always be. <laughs> he will always be. be Vic He's Mackey. Vic. He's Vic, Vic Mackey. Mackey. Yeah. And he was cool. Cool as it could be. Just, he had no one in his line and just wanted to chit-chat and... Yeah, we weren't even in his line. We were yeah, just walking we just by. Walking by oh, yeah. Just like, hey, I want to shake his hand. And, you know, it led to a 10-minute conversation. I don't quite remember what it was about, but... It was, was a... He did voice... He did voice... He was something he was doing always voice, doing work voice work or something. Work, yeah. And we didn't even know about that. We're like, I yeah. didn't know... I didn't know that. I can't even remember what it was now. But he does voice work for, for a series or, some, or something. Yeah. That happened... That's something like that happened to me with... Uh, Flash Gordon when he went to EPCon. 
It was Sam just like, Russell? yeah, I forgot what I was doing. I was with some friends there, there and like, they're just going like, he's like, he was next, literally probably next to like the one of the only biggest shops there, which wasn't a lot. It was a pretty small con. And I'm just standing there around. He's just like, well, I don't know. He's just like, what's up? I'm like, nothing. I think we started talking about Ted. We talked about Ted for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I, like, was, I would have talked to him about that <laughs> I was too. like, was that a fun movie? He's like, hell yeah, that was a fun movie. <laughs> like, it was just dumb. It's like, he's, he's like, I, I think that movie for like, Making me relevant again. <laughs> nice. Like he, I mean, it did. It he did. Like he, has, he has like no shame in it. He's like, yeah, that that movie single handedly like saved my career. <laughs> I mean, there are people that wouldn't have known. Who oh, that sort of reminds me. I, I had that kind of similar experience with Goofy, the voice actor of Goofy. Oh, really? Yeah, we were just like hanging out by his table, and there was nobody there, and then we just started. He just started talking to us like. Like did 10, 15 minutes. Talk to you like Goofy? No. Well, he did. He actually did the little voice at the end, like, for my friend, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but other than that, no, no, we, we just shot the breeze for a little bit. It was pretty fun. Oh, was he the voice actor for the Goof Troop? I love that show. I remember when we were, I think it was Dallas, and, uh, you got, Mike got, um, what's her name that does Hardy's voice? Oh, Tara Strong. Tara yeah. Strong. Your voice also, Miss Minutes. Yeah, Miss Minutes. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. I did not yeah, know she that. did Miss Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was able to uh, meet her, and she did a uh, voicemail for me. That, uh, so you can call Mike me. at 7 when I'm just Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you had like a smile from ear to ear the whole yeah. day after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's was, also very beautiful, so it helps. Yeah, yeah she's that, pretty. She's, too. Pretty. she's very pretty. Uh, but, you know, just to have something one of a kind like that, I mean, nobody will ever have that. And that's something that I treasure to this day. And that's the great things about conventions is that, you, you know, no matter what you're into, there's something there for you. Whether you want to meet the people from the office or you want to meet your favorite creators or you want to find the grail that you're looking for or you're a cosplayer and you want... You know, to win the cosplay contest, or you just want people to see you as, you know, your art and your, the hard work that you put into your costume, you know, and, and to show it off. And I think that's the great thing about conventions is that it lets people achieve their dreams, so to speak. Like, for me... And there's something for everybody. There's something for everybody. Like, for me, I would have to say my, my greatest con experiences is, is meeting some of my favorite people that I thought I'd never meet. I mean, I met, I've met Charisma Carpenter. Uh, he, she, I was in love with her since I was 14 years old. And that was one of the first celebrities I ever met and took a picture with. You know, I, She's from Buffy, right? She was from Buffy, Angel. I actually know her from her first show, Malibu Shores. It was on NBC back in 1996. Oh, God. And I watched that, and I fell in love How with her on that show. How old were you back then? 16. Y'all weren't even born. Yeah. I was six. I was five. I was six. <laughs> I was too busy with Youngins. the... Well, I was old enough to appreciate it. If you I, was wa- I, mean. I, was watching, I was watching Power Rangers. Yeah, Mighty Power Morphin. Rangers and Muppet <laughs> Babies. Speaking of, I met Amy Jo Johnson. Amazing person. She's, she's really awesome. Amy Jo Johnson is awesome in person. Yeah, she's really cool. She, I mean, she's, she is just, like, overall, you know, just... She was my first great, crush. One of those great people. So it was great meeting her. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to meet one of the five times I've met her. Becky Lynch I met at a convention. Yeah. Is that the one you um, met at San Diego? Yeah. Oh, actually, I met her at two different conventions. I met her at San Diego for the first time ever, and I also met her at uh, one of the pandemics. My uh, my crazy story is uh, 
if anybody remembers a few years ago, I ran into um, Justin Timberlake when he dressed up in cosplay at San Diego, and I didn't know it was him. I didn't even find out until like a week later when people were posting about it or whatever, and I was like, oh crap, I talked to that guy. Somebody, that, somebody told me at Palooza that Chris Pratt was there years ago. He was wearing the the Guardians mask though, the whole time. That. And so like he would talk to people but That's it, awesome. like nobody knew who it was. <laughs> there's a there's a rumor of course I would be the one to bring this up because I'm actually part of these kind of groups. But there's a rumor that Post Malone's supposed to go on Fan Expo. Ooh. And he's gonna cosplay. I mean it, I wouldn't that be surprised. Surprising. I mean he's I, from Grapevine, so he's in the area. I, I there was talk. I wouldn't he's, be surprised. A, he's big into magic. The yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's That's a right. huge Magic the Gathering. One theater. one year, the situation from Jersey Shore was there, and he had his own comic book. So I wouldn't be surprised if Post Malone was there. But he he would. I could see him like. But he, I could. If I find I'd probably out, dress up. Yeah, he dress up. Yeah, he, yeah, he would probably. You, can't, you don't know. He doesn't want you to know who he is. Follow follow his social media. With all his face We're gonna definitely tattoos. You'll be able to know. Oh yeah. Right from the minute. Yeah, because he's all tatted up. But that'd be pretty awesome. Or he cosplays himself and just like. He would himself, do that. Change himself just enough to be. make people be like, huh. I've seen him do those videos where like he goes undercover and stuff. Yeah. But people are kind of like, wait he, a minute. But like when he does it, like he makes up his tattoos. Yeah. He like covers them up. There's a there's a meme out there where someone did that where they cleaned him up. Cleaned him up. Gave and him a he, shave. Yeah, gave him a shave, cut his hair on Photoshop. Yeah, and he looks. So different. I want to see him. I want to meet him in person one day. He apparently is really nice. No, yeah, I've heard he's really awesome. Yeah, like Probably he smoke with him. From what I understand, like from what I heard about him in high school, only in like, California. He, he's that kind of nerdy. <laughs> Colorado too. Colorado too. <laughs> he he comes off as that nerdy kid in high school. That's kind of like logic. I think he'd be pretty cool too as well because like he does Pokemon cards and stuff like that. So I I'm always impressed. I that might sound bad to some people, but I'm always impressed when. Famous celebrities, singers, or actors—you know—are huge nerds. Are huge nerds because <laughs> for a long time, you know, it, it was taboo to be, mm-hmm. you know, to to like yeah, comic books and stuff. All yeah, all the time, like back in the day, like in the eighties yeah. and seventies. I was in high school and I you got made fun like, of for wearing a Superman shirt. Yeah, you were getting picked on really and stuff. For real? yeah. and now it's like I kind of—it's annoying to me now because now it's like, now it's like hip. Yeah, it's like yeah. in crowd. I, that doesn't annoy me because I feel like the the more the merrier. I welcome them. It's. It's more of a, you get to experience it with more people as yeah. opposed to, uh, I, I'm better than you because I was Like those gay guardians and stuff. The what? Just a little bit. Like there's oh, those, oh, yeah, those, yeah, those yeah, people yeah, yeah. that like, that, get, yeah, yeah, that are kind of like, no, you can't join our community. I'm just yeah. saying. Like though, you don't, man, do you like, even know who the Hulk is? Do you even know who? You oh, those suffer the way I suffered, man. You, do a, you know who Moon Knight is? <laughs> I grew I grew up without a comic book shop. I depended on the Exxon to get me comic books. I remember ordering my comics like from Marvel and DC. Yeah, like, you know, like I wish they still did that. Never understand that. You know what they can do now? And they, they would like ship them to my house, and, and, and now you got comicsology <coughs> and all this stuff. So it takes all the struggle, yep. all the the tears. Yep. Well, some I of us don't. Some of us didn't grow up as savages. Nope. <laughs> Some of us were pilgrims, some of us were savages. Right. You were a savage. <laughs> we were pilgrims. <laughs> I'm just saying, I earned my... I guess I came way later, because... No, I, I agree. Like, growing up, it was... I mean... I mean... In middle school and high school, I remember... You want to learn about it. Like, it yeah. wasn't readily available to you. Oh, yeah. I remember in middle school and high school, man, we would come with, like, our Pokemon cards and, like, our... 
Yu-Gi-Oh cards and everything and play each other like in the mornings, waiting before school started, and then we would trade. And the we jocks would, would make of fun stuff. of you. And the jocks would not make fun of us. Oh, jocks made fun of me. <laughs> nope. Not, not when I was in middle school. Oh, lucky. Um, lucky I was me, I guess. <laughs> I got slammed double because I was good at computers and I read comics. So oh, yeah. I was just kind of like, yep, that figures. And I went, oh, as much fun as this memory walk down memory lane is. Let's get back on subject about the comic the cons. Okay. So, okay, okay, so I'll kick it off with one that was like a not great experience. Just, just you know, it's not all good. There, you know, there's some rough times. So, mine starts with the pilgrimage against Stan Lee's signature. In New Orleans. I, I know World. a lot of stories that start off with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. So what was this the nerd years what? thing? The Stan Lee nerd years thing? Yeah. Because I know, so, like, I can I can count on one, like, I can count on one or two hands, you know. These stories that you Stories heard. from this specific show of people having bad experiences. So, okay, so A, it was mismanaged, so the, the con opens, right? So I got there two hours early, too, because I wanted to be good. I was, like, number 10 in line when they entered. Like, you know, you wait outside, and then they open the doors and let you in to stand line somewhere. So I got in, and I already had my, my game plan, man. They gave me my map. I'm hauling ass to see Stanley. I'm, I'm just going to wait there, and I'm just going to wait. And once I, like, the schedule is literally, like, signing, panel, like signing pictures panel signing pictures panel done for the day and he they like they just totally screwed it up so what time did you get there i got there at 7 a.m so what time did you actually get your signature i got it right before the con closed i was within like i think i had like an i think it was an hour before the con was gonna close like what seven like like eight o'clock so you were there basically 12 hours in line I got, like, a lunch break because they handed out cards. And then I'm going to tell you another thing, man. People waiting in line for Stanley. Okay, I waited in line for some people, and they're, you know, a little picky. <coughs> Stanley people are ruthless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They will they will fight for their spot. They will I got into you. it with the guy in front of me. And, like, I, I got my spot, but, like, it was kind of, like, tense, like, for the next few days. Cause I was, like, for, like, the next few hours because I was standing in front of him. And he didn't believe that I should have gotten it. That's always such a shame. And, when... the, and then the handlers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the handlers are worse. You can't take a picture with him. He can't say hi to him. You don't do nothing. You just give you give the handler the book, but the handler gives it to him. He definitely had the worst handlers out of anybody I've ever I got, seen. I got lucky when I met Stan Lee because, like, I think the person behind me, or maybe it was in front of me, they ended up, like, taking, like, a secret picture. And then they were like, hey, do you guys want this picture? And so they, like, oh, nice. on the DL just, like, texted it to... Everybody who wanted it, so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, his handlers are the worst. I mean, they would get like right on you if you if they caught you taking a picture. They would like run up to you and like order you to. I wonder if, the, delete, if they can even do that. Delete that from your phone right now. They can because it's stated on the website that there's okay. no photography. The, 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 and they had the signs up that said like oh, no okay, photography okay. of Stanley. Okay. If you want a picture, you have to pay for it. You have to pay the hundred fifty dollars or whatever were, it is. Man, they were milking for the him. professional photo. That's well, a shame. I I was duped because it was the first time he announced his like I'm not I'm gonna retire from signing tour. And that was not his last one. No, no that it wasn't. wasn't. But that was when he would be off. And I was yeah. like, and I looked at his schedule. For whatever reason, he wasn't coming to Houston. He wasn't coming to Dallas. He wasn't coming anywhere but New Orleans. Yeah. And then that was like. Was but then like I think 20? I think the following year he did like. 
LA two or, Comic he Con. He did like the regular ones. Yeah. yeah. And then I think in 2016 he came to Palooza because I think oh. that was the time that he that I wow. met him. I met him at Palooza. I know that. Oh, I, and go, going back to that signing, I read later that like he didn't even they didn't even do a quarter of the signings they needed to do. So everyone that had one day like passes because they were trying to get the signature that day, they had to get it like approved so they could come back. That's that's such a shame. But like, okay, so I ended up being like twenty sixth, twenty seventh back. I look behind me; it's right across the whole hall. Wow, that's insane. That kind of like at uh, I think it was at it was at Expo. I got to meet Todd McFarlane, and luckily, like he ended up giving the the people that ran the the building like crap because he was like, "I'm gonna sign every person's thing here, like even if it's for free." Like, I'll do it. And I thought that was pretty cool with Todd McFarlane. I'll, I'll say this about Todd. I, I wasn't always a fan. In the 90s, you know, he had a reputation for kind of being a jerk. But over, you know, ever since then, um, he's really become, like, this really cool guy. Yeah, like, like they... he He's... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. He's, um, like, he's all about his fans. Good. Like, if, if you watch any of, like, his videos, like... He's he's like one of us. He's excited about his stuff. The new Spawn comics, Spawn universe. He probably, probably realized like geeks like us are the reason why he's got his success. Yeah, I mean yeah, they all they all should realize that. That's why he, that's why he's got his HBO. <laughs> that, uh, he had his HBO series and his toy line and can do all this crazy oh, stuff. Yeah. People yeah. like us, because we buy it. At Fan Expo, he just had everybody like line up like with one item. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm gonna go down the line and sign like all y'all stuff. Well, I, I'm I not like leaving. how they do that. Also, and I'm not leaving until I do, so. Nice. Also, too, I think for him is that he was on top when the <laughs> market crash happened. And like, so that was humbling. Yeah, yeah that is know, humbling. It's yeah. very humbling, and I think him being able to reinvent himself doing, like, um, the baseball player toys and stuff like that, I think made him realize that, you know, it's the fans that, and the passionate fans that, that make him. So, you know, he was able to bounce back and become one of the most favorite creators there is right now. You know, he could have been a complete douche like Rob Liefeld and kept being a douche <laughs> the entire time. And we gave him comics to ladies. I, I will say, and I've, I've told you all this before, I think I think McFarlane is the next Stan Lee. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see that you know, just because of, like, his toys. I mean, he's got his hands, like, in a bunch of different stuff now. Yeah, so. he's, he's, he's diversified. His yeah, he's... I mean, he's been building it, you know? I mean, he's great to his fans. He has amazing content. I have the Spawn Kickstarter figure, which is awesome. The, his he's comics are great. his Spawn yeah. universe. The next Spawn movie. King Spawn. Yeah. Spawn universe. So I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan. He's great. And I love, I love creators, writers, artists that go out of their way to make sure that their fans are taken care of. He wasn't the only one that's done that. There was another artist that stayed... I saw on Instagram that uh, Ming Na Wen this past weekend at Comic Palooza did the same thing. That's awesome. Like she stayed back. To she she sign seems like she's such a cool yeah, person. She seems like she's cool. Yeah. Todd, come, if you're listening, come back. Come back to drawing Spider Man. <laughs> you just do a run with with Marvel for Spider Man for. I'm miss, sure. I'm sure. I bet he will at I some miss, point. I miss you drawing Spider Man. You. I know. saw. I saw today something from Kate. He's, he had like a little picture and it said Kate's McFarlane. So I don't know if Kate's is going to be doing something with McFarlane soon or not. Oh, aren't they working on, like, Game Over together or something? They might be. I'm not sure. I was like, a new Venom book? What? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he will, even if it's for Probably a variant cover or something. I mean, like, he like, loves Spider-Man. He's like like a you know, he's or do, like, an Alex Ross thing where he just does the covers. Yeah. You know, he's that just got cool. really great covers. That could be cool. I mean, that's 
I mean, I'd be down for that. That's lucrative too. I mean, Alex Ross, I can't even imagine how much money he makes don't, off just covers. Yeah, like don't like yeah. don't even just like you know sell yourself like attach yourself to a project of having to drop drop panels. Just do covers. Just do, do a covers. cover. Be a cover artist. Do a run. Do a run of Spider Man. I collect every single co- one of those covers too. So they uh, I yeah, I, like you know, Michael saying y'all were saying, I I love when when they're like that, especially at the shows. You know, you end up saying late at a show because the artist, you know, is a great person. They want to make sure everybody gets their signature or their creator. And I just think that's above and beyond. And that's always a great experience at a show. Yeah. It's always, it always, like, helps make the show go over the top. Even if you had, like, a bad day at a show, you know, it, it could be that one artist that, like, stayed late to make sure he signed your book, you know? For me, that was, like, that was David Mack. Nice. Because, like... It was like, this is that same comic with Stanley, but I had like that one hour break. And he was like the best one because it was like, he signed like eight books. He didn't charge me anything. He just wanted to talk to me about Jessica Jones. <laughs> nice. And like, I just thought, I was like, dude, your covers are awesome. Like, I like this character. And he was probably the best because he just saw, he was really nice. Like, his signature was free? He didn't charge me anything. That's awesome. I mean, like, eight I, books? I, I don't mind, I yeah. don't mind paying. I don't mind paying. Yeah, I don't like mind that. paying at all, but yeah. Well, that's exactly but these people that charge $100 a signature. Todd McFarlane yeah. was the same way, like I was saying, like, he did everyone's free at the end, but he was charging before, I'm sure. I literally was just like, look, man, I know I got like eight books, I'll pay whatever. Or, you know, he's like, nah, I don't even care. Just like start signing them. Yeah, I love when artists do that. Man. Like, so you like Jessica? Oh, man, I like Jessica. It's one of my favorite projects. Well, you are, well, you're a big Jessica Jones fan. I am, yeah. I like that. And, uh, are the ones that would donate? They would ask for donations for like a charity or something. That's I think what I, would do. I think one artist was taking donations for like a children's toy fund. I was like, hell yeah, here's twenty bucks or whatever I it was. I remember yeah. when we were in line for I think it was all three of us, me, Mike, and Tony. Like we were at Fan Expo, and it was Steiner and Capullo, and they were running late. And I think they ended up, I don't, I think they ended up giving us all a free signature and like a free book. Oh yeah, yeah, we got a free book. It was a free book. It was a free book, yeah. and then also. I think they signed it for free that book. I think the signatures were free. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know if they were but charging. They, for but the they other gave ones. us they gave us free books, and um, so uh, Capullo is notorious for not doing sketches or remarks or anything, but he drew a, a Capullo stash on my Batman book, <laughs> which is basically like his you know his Fu Manchu yeah. on Batman, and he thought it was the funniest thing. But just like just saying yes to something like that was awesome. You know they were great. It's it's a little thing like that that can make your con experience either great, or it could something if it had been the other way it could have made your con experience bad. Yeah. So it's really great to see artists and creators or anybody be super cool like that. Yeah, I think I've only had a one like one real bad experience at Wizard World with a celebrity, and I won't name I won't name the celebrity because Ooh. so many people now so many people like this celebrity and. Ooh. And it was a really bad experience. So bad that I, I, I will never get anything done, done well, from him. If it's Lou Frig, no, he's not going to hear you. <laughs> but above, or Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, all, all my other experiences have been, like, either just, like, crazy or awesome, you know? Yeah, I've never had a bad con experience. I, to be honest, yeah, I've never had a bad. But like I said, I mean, I've, I've kind of taken the advice of... of con goers before me and kind of avoided yeah certain people just because i'm like oh okay they're, they're it's like, a journey i'm not gonna go i mean i've seen like uh i think i've told y'all this but a couple years several maybe like 10 years ago there was a there was a stabbing at comic-con 
in a line. I was in that with line. I was right behind them. In San Diego or where? Yeah, San somebody Diego. got stabbed with a pencil. Yeah, I was, oh, I was in pencil. line right behind them. There was a lady who uh, was running across the street because they started letting people into Hall H for the Harry Potter. I think it was Harry Potter panel and she got hit by a car i was there oh wow but like crazy stuff like that has happened like i've seen crazy stuff like that happen she should have gone on her quidditch or whatever they call <laughs> the broom yeah flying broom nimbus, nimbus, nimbus 2000 right but all right guys i think we should uh go ahead and uh wrap it up uh real quick before we wrap it up um let's all just agree that we want to put out the public service announcement of when you do go to cons Please bathe every day. Yeah, wear deodorant. <laughs> wear deodorant. If you got it, cologne. But or definitely Axe body spray. You can whatever, buy anything. If someone always has Axe body, body spray, man. Well, so I mean, it's better than just, nothing. Is they it just put than, that on. If you got cinnamon bubble gum and put it under your armpits, that's better than nothing. Pretty much, yeah. If you so, can, if you can afford the the no con super stink. high prices of a Saturday badge. You can afford to bathe and put on some deodorant. Yes, because nobody hard. wants to be in line for hours with that person. So please bathe, make you, yourself smell better. The cosplayers will like bring you. Bring extra People deodorant. Will like you. you know who you are. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> so let's just put that public service announcement out there. PSA. <laughs> All right, guys. This um, has been a message sponsored by Fuel <laughs> Uh, so we are, uh, last, last thing we just want to say, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Shout out to Austin and his comic book. Um, and, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks guys. Deuces.